Hello and welcome to the 90 Days, the podcast where we debate and deliberate 90 Day Fiance. I'm Drew. And I'm Lindsay. Today we're going to talk about Season 6, Episode 9, No Way Out. So this is our first podcast and we want to just start from the most recent episode so we can keep up with you guys. And there's so much, the 90 Day Fiance um, history goes deep. So we're just going to start with the most recent episode. Yeah, we want to stay relevant. Exactly. So this week's episode, I'm pretty sure, starts off with Eric and Lita fighting in the car. Well, that's where we're going to start off. No, I think that's where it started off. They were in the overpriced furniture store, and then she wanted to buy the couch, and he said no. Yeah, they're sitting... That's that's what I'm going to start off at, first of all. They're sitting in the car, I'm pretty sure. Why doesn't anyone in this show know about Target, Ikea... Marshalls. I mean, why are there? Why is there first instance to go to like the most expensive furniture store, like some? I mean, I think it's obviously they do it on purpose. Obviously, like the producers of the show. Yeah, but I mean, I think in Lita's mind, she's she, like maybe she doesn't know like Target exists or something like or. No, I think Lita has never gone shopping before. Lita's never had to buy something for herself. She's very used to, like, a peasant or maid going and buying, like... I don't think Lita's going to, like, the Singapore or Indonesian... No, but I I also think that, like, in her mind, they're, like, at the store and she, like, wants it right then and there because she's like, oh, if he doesn't buy it for me right now, then I'm, like, never going to get it. And then she just, like, freaked out because she's like... Oh, I'm never going to get a bed when he can just go to literally buy a futon or something. Well, she's not happy with that. Like they have for the kid. I'm saying for the kid. Yeah. Well, I think that's what ends up happening because right. Tasha's futon mattress disappears and she says she has to sleep on the floor. Well, they're sharing like a twin sized bed. Yeah. I don't know. So Eric and Lita go to the furniture store and. They, she wants a mattress. She wants a bed. She wants a bed for Alice. For Alice and a bed for them. And when, but it, then this, I'm pretty sure. Then later in the episode, this is when it leads up to the her kicking Tasha out. Well, yeah. Okay. So what actually happens? The scene of the events is that they can't they can't buy anything at this expensive furniture. No fucking way. And then when they get in the car, Lita takes issue with. The child support payments. Yeah. Child and support. she takes issue she takes issue with her not becoming being first. Because since child support is first and she's not getting a bed in her eyes, she's immediately second on the totem pole. She doesn't like that. But what what I don't understand is that Lita then says she wants a thousand dollars a month and <laughs> oh, yeah. she wants him to give up his parental rights. First of all, that's not how it works. You don't just like you're like, no, I'm not gonna pay it. I've it's fine, I won't see you when I can't. No, but she's he's like he's like, so what? Do you want me to pay give you a thousand dollars a month and give up my parental rights like as a joke? And she's like, yeah, Both. Yeah, both, <laughs> both. Yeah, I want that. So I don't I, I don't understand why he didn't walk away right then. Why doesn't he just leave her right then? Well, she said in the car, too, she, like, had, like, a fruity and slip, I guess. And she said that, like, 
oh, I wanted to come to America to do my medical degree. I know. And I wanted to get my green card to make a better life. I know. She gives up her whole story right then and there and says, I, I, you know, I just want to get a better medical degree and start practicing medicine. And he's like, oh, so it is all about a green card. She's like, no, wait, wait, wait. I love you, though. Yeah. But, but I don't want to be first. I want to be first. And I feel so bad for Alice, too. I feel bad for Alice. But I don't feel kid. bad for Eric or for Lita. Lita drives me up a wall. I don't. I mean, and the way she talks. But I actually read on the subreddit. Someone said that in Indonesia, they... um teach british english so they oh. say so they say certain words differently oh. like she was saying like of course of course i thought so it was just a next accent. time next time you watch like listen to her and like just instead of trying to perceive it as like an american accent try to pretend she's talking in like a british accent <laughs> and it might actually sound better better i also like how she says this phrase i wrote it down I'm going to let Eric pay the child support. Yeah. I'm going to let him. Like I think I put that down too. Another side note is that Lita's makeup in all of these oh, interview yeah. scenes was so good. It was so good. And I don't know if she's doing it, but like normal everyday Lita and then the Lita we see in interviews are two different people. She is like killing it in the interview. She looks amazing. So I don't know if she just knows how to do her makeup, but then like the her Instagram is popping. Like I don't know what's up with that, but there's definitely some discrepancies between real life Lita and like public Lita. <laughs> no, I just want to. I wrote down too. I'm so glad Lita decided to let Eric keep paying child support. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing into Eric and Lita's storyline later in the episode, we are back at the apartment. Lita's. Uh, disdain is evident in that she's running around trying to clean and take care of her new domain cleaning nothing literally yeah it looks like she makes no progress at all yeah and i don't know what she's really cleaning like maybe wiping down the inflatable couch i don't i don't know every time they show a shot of that apartment it looks exactly the same yeah well that's bachelor (laughs) and then spartan (laughs) that's the spartan household um, she opens the door. She opens the Pandora's box. For, oh, and I just want to say, I know it happened in an earlier episode, but I love when she first, when she first, the first time he brings her to the apartment and then she's like, why is this such a mess? And then Tasha opens the door. She's like, oh, <laughs> you guys are cleaning it up in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's clean in here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Eric blames Tasha, his daughter, yeah. for the mess of the apartment. But when like, Ta- that's Tasha, that's <laughs> Tasha. When Tasha walks back in, she is immediately surprised at how clean it is. Yeah. So it clearly, isn't the norm. Exactly. <laughs> no, but late, uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, we're running around. We open the door to Tasha's room, and it's a mess. So she's really upset. Which honestly, I want to, I want to bring up. I do understand. It's a cultural thing. Cleanliness is like a really high priority in Asian cultures. Yeah, they think that poor you, people are slobs. I don't know about that, but no, that's what I think. That's what they think. They, think they don't take like they take their shoes off, you know. Like oh yeah, like, for sure. It's definitely a thing. So you have to be clean. Yeah, you don't see rooms like that in Asia. Oh no, my one of my good friends. I told you about him. His he his mother was Chinese, and every time I went to his house, they were cleaning. He's like, oh yeah, I gotta clean my room first. 
Yeah, exactly. So I don't think, I think it's just, you know, she, it's her new domain and she wants it to be clean. I understand that. I want my house clean too. But Tasha is pissed that she, her privacy her is violated. She's paying rent, so that's also pretty explainable. So this fight is really like the two of them having an ego fight. It's like an, it's like who can take over who. And it's really in the end a test. Yeah, and they literally call him and test him on the phone. Yeah, so after they're talking about whether or not, you know, Tasha is going to clean her room, Lita just kicks her out. She kicks her out. She says, you know, get out of here. I'm, your father wants you out. That's what she's, she's like. Your father wants you out. She showed her the text. And then yeah. Tasha said, <laughs> what did she say? She was, she was, my father said that I can't defend you. Otherwise, Lita will get pissed or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When Tasha drops the bomb that her dad, supposedly Eric, pulled her aside and said, you know, I can't defend you because it pisses off Lita. Like, he should have really not have said that. <laughs> he really fucked up there. He's, he's in between a rock and a hard place for sure. <laughs> and, really then, and then Lita literally calls him while he's at work. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, can you just hold on until I get off? Yeah, exactly. She said she was making him choose on the phone. Okay, she was like... Okay, I, I'm gonna leave now. Then, I, I, no, there's no reason for me to be here. Yeah. And then Tasha, what was Tasha saying? She was, he says to Tasha, "Can you just get out?" Oh yeah, it's like just get your shit and get the fuck out. Yeah. Oh my god. Cringe. I can't believe he said that. To I her. know. It's really, it's really rough around there. But then Tasha says, "Okay, I'm getting out." She starts packing her stuff and taking it to her truck. I mean, I feel bad for her. She's busting her ass probably to. To afford rent, she has, like, this one room, you know, I don't think it's fair, you know, that Lita gets to kick out Tasha of this apartment where she's probably, like, slinging, you know, burgers at Wendy's or something to be able to afford the rent at this place. And she's on the lease, dude. She's on the lease. She, she hasn't been paying rent, which is... If she wasn't on the lease... A I point would, of contention. I could understand. Yeah. So she starts making trips. So she takes, like, a handful of things to her truck. Yeah. And the second she leaves, Lita's like, oh, she's gone. I'm going to help, <laughs> <Exactly>. supposedly. <laughs> um, but I did see on Tasha's Instagram, she was saying, like, her room really wasn't that messy, but Lita had gone in there and started throwing stuff around. <laughs> so she was, like, trying to defend the client. She's like, oh, it's really not that dirty. And she did have a My Little Pony poster. And the other thing is, while she's yelling at Lita, you see, like, the remnants of a gold, glittery bride tribe yeah, tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> So she was like, no, it's like a temporary tattoo. That's oh, gold. I thought it was like a henna tattoo. No, it says bride tribe with, like, an, a glitter gold yeah. arrow. Like, she went on someone's, like, a basic bitch's bachelorette party. <laughs> so funny. She's, like, super emo and then has this gold, glittery, like, bride tribe tattoo. I love that. So after... Eric, quote-unquote, proves to Lita, as they discussed in the gazebo, that um, her and An uh, what's his name? Ansel? Alice. Alice. Alessandro. Alessandro. Ansel. Alice are, uh, are the priority by kicking Tasha out. She goes, does a trip of all of her stuff with her glittery tattoo, and she comes back just so angry at Lita to get a second trip and sees Lita rummaging through her room she tells her not to touch her stuff. Lita feels very disrespected and just is like, well, hurry up then. Like, she's one person moving her stuff probably downstairs, you know, to her 
beat up truck. So then, like, Tasha gets so pissed, she doesn't even take anything. She just leaves. We see a camera person follow her. We don't know if that's necessarily, like, her last trip, but... She's throwing her suitcases into the bed of her pickup truck. Yeah. Not a, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And she, and I feel really bad for her at the end. She says, like, you know, I don't want to not have a relationship with my father, yeah, but... Uh, I mean, it's horrible for some uh, someone to pick a woman over their kids. And I hate that. I was like, oh, I'll never give up my kids. Uh, my You can never make me choose over my kids. And then he'll just... He only is talking about the kid he has to pay child support for. He's not talking about his older kids. That, yeah, technically the law isn't making you responsible for your kids, but you still need to be a father to them and just kicking. And and earlier in the season, too, when he's like, I'll just buy you one of those cheap motels with the monthly rates. I know. And the, the idea of putting your teenage daughter in one of those motels like, scares me. That's right? not a, like the, the ideal place for your daughter to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. So Eric and Lita, guess we'll have to see what happens next week. Yeah. So now we can talk about our favorite couple of the show, John and Fair. I love Fernanda. Fernanda! Even though on this episode, they honestly only had one segment. I know. I remember. I was waiting, and the episodes are so long, I was really hoping we were going to get more of them. Am I crazy, or did they literally only have one segment? They had one segment, it was so weird, because it's like Fernanda sitting across from Jonathan, like, something is wrong with your past. Why aren't you talking to your family? Yeah, exactly. And she's saying, like, family is so important and, like, Latin culture and yada, yada, yada. And, like, why aren't you talking to your family anymore? And he, like, starts crying in a McDonald's or wherever they were. Some (laughs) fast casual restaurant or something. About about not talking to his family. I mean, I guess it's more of, like, a guilt because he doesn't seem like he's, like... I mean, he has never shown interest in, like, being closer with his family. He just, he can tell that Fer is only going to stay if there's a family there for her. And she's, yeah. ho- she's clearly hoping that it's going to be his. She doesn't want to be there by herself and just have to be with Jonathan the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I know. He needs friends. And his sister is, like, three years older than her or something. Yeah, tw- she's 22, so, yeah. yeah, something like that. I mean, I can see them being friends. I, this couple I have the most hope for is they're, like... They're cool. They seem like they like each other. Yeah. And and I didn't believe the whole underwear from the last couple episodes, the underwear in the drawer that he got. I didn't believe that until... What didn't you believe? I didn't believe, oh, I just bought that those drawers and forgot to like... No. But then his friend... Well, he didn't say he bought them. He said that those are old and he just moved the drawers from his place to the other, which I sort of can believe. Yeah. He's living the quote unquote bachelor lifestyle. Whatever. I didn't believe it until his friend, that girl, was like... Yeah, he probably just never like goes through the doors, and then I was like, "Geez, like." But that's still a bad look on the first <laughs> night in coming to. America, oh my god, I know. They slept on a couch, separate, not even like cuddling with each other. I know. <laughs> I feel bad for her, but I, there must be something coming up next week. I would have. Well, they they showed on the preview. It's like her threatening to leave. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well. Surprise, surprise. I wish we could talk about more about John and Fair this week. There's honestly nothing. <laughs> There's like, nothing. I, there was literally one segment on this episode. I know, just him crying. And it didn't feel, like, relevant or important. No. Oh, well. I will say, though, I do understand where she would, like, his his family is women. Like, his mom 
and his sister. Yeah, I don't see him have. He didn't say anything about her brother or yeah. His dad doesn't even see him in the picture. So at she all. probably exactly. She probably even wants to relate with them even more. But what she says is, my mother always told me a man treats you like how he treats his mother. My mom has always said that too. So it is like important, you know, of a something she's looking at. Like you're not even freaking talking to your mom. I mean. It, Someone doesn't have a relationship with their mom. There's got to be something. There, it doesn't. Right? It's not always on their end, though. You know. Oh, for sure. It so, seems like it's on his end. It does. It's his mother seemed like, yeah, she was like a little bitchy, but she didn't seem like the heartless, like you know, like woman. Yeah, she hugs fair during. The- and the reason she was mad was because the way she found out about his engagement was through social media. Like, I know that's this so- is your only son. You want to see him get married? Like she. Wanted it to be a little more, you know, special, but th- maybe that's selfish too. You know who he reminds me of? Rob Kardashian. Really? Yeah, because Rob does the same thing. He like has these this like sisters that he's the outcast of, and he like got engaged on, and they found out through social media. I um, mean, maybe that's the only parallel, but I definitely see it. Okay. Moving on to Olga and Steven. I love the episodes when they're in Russia just because Russia, like, it just looks completely different. The wall texture in Olga and Steven's apartment is so trippy. It looks like worms crawling out from the drywall. Everything in Russia is... It's like a mutant popcorn. Yeah. It's like... Snake popcorn wall. It's like, you think popcorn's bad? Yeah. Look at the world. Imagine if they, like, instead of doing it randomly on your ceiling, they intentionally made weird lines of... (laughs) popcorn on your wall <laughs> yeah they look like like a bad trip that's what they look like a bad but trip. i do feel bad for them though because they are in a small not like they're in russia but they're in a small town bfe town and she was literally sitting on the floor nursing richie yeah on a mattress on, or something. like sitting with her back against like a hard wall yeah they don't have any furniture not even in a chair and they're not complaining about not having any furniture like the rest of these couples because i'm sure it's normal to her <laughs> she's in russia yeah i mean i don't know if it was this episode but the playground is the saddest playground it's like i mean diy like spray painted spray painted tires exactly like random stuff like just pipes put together to make like fun. But that's toys. why that's where this whole con- their major conflict comes from because Stephen wants to get out of Russia so bad he hates it so much, and that's what they do in this episode. He goes yeah, so, to see the lawyer. So supposedly he has already applied for the K nine visa, but K one visa, but uh, it doesn't seem like maybe that he did or not. He Olga says I believe that he did. She says like on uh, sure she's like. Uh, Kevin, what is his name? Steven. Steven was supposed to have applied for the K-1 visa. I don't know if he ever did, but he's at the lawyer. Like, she doesn't go. Another thing that's weird is, like, Steven goes to the Rus- Russian lawyer she, to talk about Olga. I'm sure there's no one to watch the baby or anything they want to take up. But, well, I guess she, maybe she can't leave. I don't know how it works, but it definitely was interesting. But he goes to the lawyer. He goes to the lawyer. And the first thing he asks about before the K-1 visa is about how he can extradite his son to the United States and get him his citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah, he, he's more interested in getting his son there than Olga. It does seem that way. So he asks about how to get his son to the United States. And then he briefly mentions about the K-1 visa. And then the lawyer 
that looks exactly like Steve in my I movie. know, I saw that meme. It's His like... imposter tells him pretty much that if you applied, you're screwed because Russia and America are not so good right now and they don't have it. I know, I love that Steven's like, and I guess, you know, like I'm fi- he's finding out about like Russia and U.S. foreign relations. Yeah. In all her, of a sudden, all like of a sudden. he, like it's new to him. Exactly. He's like, "Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that." <laughs> oh, you mean they're not like the friendliest countries? But then, and but then he, I guess he wants to, since he has to take that at face value. He's like, "Well, I might as well be able to get my son back to the United States." So yeah, I guess maybe it was more of like second option. Yeah. If so, I can't get both. So after that, he goes back to Olga, sitting on the floor in her apartment again. And then. They're talking about sightseeing. She's like, oh, at least we can watch Moscow together. Yeah, and Steven, who was complaining about... Not doing anything. We, we don't spend any time together. <laughs> She's like, let's go sightseeing in Moscow. He's like, no, no, um, I don't really care about that. We need to get, we need to get this. Done. We need to get Richie's papers done. I guess he's being an adult, though. But still, it's like... I know, he is really upset, which I, I was on their Instagram. They're now deleted Instagrams. Um, where they're discussing like the, they, they post beautiful pictures of them together and they're like oh you know like what we were under a lot of pressure and a lot of like chaos and circumstances you know he doesn't actually act like that I know we know how it's coming off now and like both Olga and Steven are defending his actions and the way he speaks to her and yells at her and everything there's, there's something we're not seeing going on yeah there's definitely something there because that their like online presence and their ninety day fiance presence are very different. But I guess you know it's kind of all for all of these couples because in social media you're like in today and in the show you're months exactly behind. exactly. So we'll never really know the truth. And then after that they go meet up with their friend in Moscow. Yeah, so they go meet the um, Hanson sister. Yeah, <laughs> in <laughs> Moscow, but in some park. And, and they start singing mbop. <laughs> yeah, mbop. What's that in Russian? Mbop. <laughs> the Hanson brothers sing to you in Russia. Mm-boop. In Russia, you sing mbop. I don't know. In Russia, mbop's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're sitting in this park, and the friend, I mean, I like don't understand all these friends that have their own agenda. I understand, like, looking out for your friends, but I think every friend on 90 Day Fiance, they, like, have some justice to serve to the other part, like, with, um, Jay and with all these other couples, like, in this instance, she's like, I need to make sure you're here for Olga and the baby. Yeah, she, like, puts it upon herself, like, well, you're gonna have to pass my test first. I know, like, what are you gonna find out about Steven in the park yeah. in 20 minutes that you're gonna Having be able to... Having a forced conversation That for you're gonna TV. be able to defend, like, the baby's out in a stroller, what yeah. do you want? Like, what does she think is coming? I don't know. That, that really b- bothers me, though, like, you're not gonna help your friends by being highly critical of what's happening in their life and to their partner once situations have evolved to that state you have to like be more accepting and like figure out what's next because like the baby's been born like steven's here they're exactly. in russia like there's like, not much yeah. this handsome sister like, can do. oh yeah you gotta leave this guy you just gotta just yeah I, I it's not it's not a like good transparency situation between all of them and like she's just trying to help but it's not working out asuelu and kalani so asuelu 
I mean, really popped, like, more of his personality popped. I don't know if it's, um, gets lost in translation, but his personality really doesn't come out fully in a lot of episodes. And today, in this episode, it was Bible thump. Yeah, I, if anyone knows what that means, but <laughs> it was very sad. They yeah, it was really touching. touching. Moment. Super touching moment. Um, so Kalani and Aswilu are talking about each other and what has happened in their past and like having an actual conversation for once. And then I just think, like you said, it gets lost in translation, I guess, in the Samoan culture, which it does seem because Aswelu does seem like a very touchy feely kind of guy and all he just wants to be loved. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm sort of like a big teddy bear. I just want to be loved, but he pretty much just tells her like, when you tell me you don't want to cuddle me, like I feel like you don't love me. And, in her, she, you know, I'm sure in a Western society, it's more like normalized to be like, oh, like, oh, I don't want to cuddle tonight. And then you're just like, oh, okay, I guess she's in a bad mood. But for him, it's like, she doesn't want to cuddle. No, she hates me. Yeah. So that's what their conversation is about, their love languages. And I guess she says, I knew that he needed physical touch to feel like loved by me. But he really verbalizes that and says, like I, he says, I was so excited. So I cannot wait to cuddle my wife. And now I finally come here and I can't like cuddle you. And you're always mad at me. And like, I feel so bad for him. But she, like something I have to say about Kalani, I really like her. She's such a good communicator. Like she's really like. She's like, we need to talk about this yeah, right now. Well that, and she's pulling it out of him bit yeah. by bit and explaining to him why it's important to keep communicating and like digging deeper and digging deeper. And she's like really receptive to what he says, you know, she, I mean, I would not be receptive to what as well he was saying. I mean, until he got that sad. But she's sitting down, like, waiting for him to say something. Like, she clearly cares. You know, they don't have so much chemistry, but she clearly cares about his feelings and, like, how he's adapting to their culture. And now they're, like, all of a sudden in Utah, all this crazy stuff. But she also takes it out on him a bunch, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she does. I mean, I would too. He's like putting the baby, this That's infant, true. infant baby on his shoulders and walking around and like doing all this crazy stuff. I understand. But they're also at the, at the same, it's funny you say that because there is a scene in uh, with Steven and Olga where they're just sitting in the back of a cab and Olga's just holding the baby sitting in the back of a cab. I know. It's and that, that's what I was just about to say is with us. Well, he's like grew up on a coconut farm or something yeah. like that. So I'm sure... It's different. Like, that's the whole point of this whole show, right? Is that it's like this huge cultural difference between each couple. And so, and, and when you have a baby, I'm sure it's yeah. crazier. Like, most some of these couples don't even have a baby. Like, imagine if some of these couples had a baby, how much crazier it would be. Exactly. So, I mean, in this instance, like, he's from Samoa and he's probably not used to, like, keeping the baby in the car seat when they're going down the highway and yeah he was like he was like i don't think that's safe he's like no he's big boy he's (laughs) he's okay he's big boy yeah like and it's like a six year old (laughs) or six month old infant i know so it's definitely like a barrier in how they care um but yeah i definitely i want to see more from them because they didn't they also didn't have much to speak either just like fair um I want to see more from them because they were getting somewhere. Like, there's making some progress that we don't really see in this show. I hope that the season's not over yet. Close to being over yet. Either. It can't be. It won't be. We won't let it. <laughs> All right. So before we get to everyone's favorite part of the episode, we have to talk about Ashley and Jay. Everyone's least favorite part. Exactly. <laughs> 
So Ashley and Jay, unfortunately, where are they? Tennessee, South Carolina. No, like it's called Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I think. Oh my god! So okay, I, rem- I was so I rem- off. I remember that name because it's really weird. I was thinking it was like more south, but no. they are getting a lot of racial slurs and a lot of just really a lot of hate comments on their wedding website. And on their wedding website, they have. Like, everything. The date, address, time of their wedding. And people are saying they're going to, like, come and, you know, harm them and their family and friends. So, I guess Ashley says their guests are starting to pull out of the wedding. Saying they're not coming because they feel fear for their safety. I mean, I personally, like, some people might think that that was staged. But I think that's, like, a little too messed up to stage. No. I right? I've never thought the, com- stage, but the comments and stuff. <laughs> people are crazy. The internet is, they are crazy. Is crazy. I'm sure people hated that, and it, I'm surprised that you didn't get those kind of comments on Fair and Jonathan because he's in, uh, like he's in he's uh, in North or South Carolina. Yeah, I think. and they were talking about Trump and the wall and all that stuff. Yeah, they were like J- that was pretty awkward to me. Yeah, they so, were like joking about the wall to her. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> okay, I know. So they're. Jane, um, Ashley, Ashley, I'm so bad with these names. <laughs> on that, maybe by like our last episode, Lindsay I'll get remembers it. the guys' names only. <laughs> I just said Ashley. Oh no, Osh- Jay. You said Jay. Ashley. I said Jay, and I didn't remember it. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> we they they like say you know oh we need to meet up with our friends to talk to them. This is Ashley's what third engagement. Yeah. So these are her bridesmaids. They go and meet them at a winery. And Jay can't drink because he's yeah. They years give old. Jay some girls already drinking a yeah, slushie. Yeah, her half drink slurpee. <laughs> she gives it to him like, oh, here you can have this. And it's like <laughs> once she made it home, it's not like she ordered a slushie and gave it to him. She's like, oh, I brought this from home and I was drinking it. You could just have yeah. it because we're all drinking wine. And then they tell them, even though they've already bought their dresses and for her third wedding, they tell them they're canceling it and they're gonna run to Vegas and elope. Or whatever. What did Jay call it? A lopping? Yeah. <laughs> looping. Looping. Yeah. Looping. <laughs> They're going to loop in Las Vegas. <laughs> so they cancel everything, which I understand. Um, I just love how the friends tried just have to be like, the dresses are beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? In two years, <laughs> if they renew their vows, I'm sure we'll wear these dresses. I know. I honestly. I would be so pissed. I I'd would be, like, be pissed. Really? I'd be like, are you? I would say. At least me, invite us to Vegas. Yeah. I'd tell you how much money do you have for that Vegas hotel? Get, cough it up to cover these two dresses. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. That's a little bit ridiculous. She's like extorting her friends to a point where she's like, oh, you guys just have an endless amount of money to spend on dresses nobody ever wants. But I guess if they're happy with those dresses. I don't know. Like, do girls wear their bridesmaid dresses for anything else ever except being a bridesmaid? Other girls might be better at it than I am, but I haven't. I've, if I you have... bought a bridesmaid dress for a wedding and it got canceled, you it would just rot in your closet. I would be pissed because I have to like get extra length i'm very tall i have to get extra length and they had like 12 inches and then i have to get it hemmed so i have to pay extra money on top of getting extra length to get it taken back and you're planning on wearing it once once and it's usually uncomfortable or something because you don't pick it you know which you're not supposed to yeah you're not gonna wear that out to the club like oh yeah i'll just wear my but these girls are planning on yeah that's what they're planning (laughs) So, 
And, um, they, and then they're installing security cameras in our house. Yeah, so. then they start installing security cameras. Some really janky, like, Amazon Prime ones for sure. Because they're, like, just black cords hanging around their house now. It looked like a yeah, little... Yeah, it's like an app on his phone. Yeah. I honestly... I've heard, and this is not a plug, but it can be if they're listening, <laughs> Ring. I've heard very good things about Ring. Yeah. So maybe they just were trying to, like, bobo a Ring. I don't know, but I think Ring... And then it ends, of course, with her friend banging on the door crazily. Yeah, we see a preview for what's going to happen next week is that their friend is, like, banging on the door, and then it just ends. She'll be, Ashley, Ashley! And she yank, actually yanks the door over yeah. and runs out, and then ends scene. We don't yeah. see anything else. So we'll she, I think she says, I need to talk to you or something like that. But other yeah. than that, you don't see anything. Guess we'll have to wait until next week. Cliffhanger. Who is against the queen will die. <laughs> so we go into Larissa and Colty. And Larissa takes Debbie wedding dress shopping. Debbie and Leah. Yeah, she takes, Larissa takes Debbie and Leah, mm-hmm. um, Colty's cousin-in-law, shopping. And so first she starts off with, you know, I would like uh, the blingy and the lots of gems and rhinestones, but traditional. And I think it should cost $100,000 million (laughs) because it's your beautiful day. You know, she's like, goes on this like long rant about how much she thinks it needs to cost. And um, then she tries on her second dress and she goes, play the sexy music <laughs> and walks out in like a really sexy number that costs $2,400. And that does Is not... that a lot for a wedding dress? I don't know. No, it's not. It's not a lot for a wedding What's dress. What's like a normal wedding dress cost? Twenty Like $2,400 is good. That's normal? or cheap? I don't know what normal is. I mean, that's... Yeah, normal to cheap. Some people spend think. like $5,000, $10,000. Yeah, like some people spend... I mean, sure, you can always find like crazy budgets, but I think $2,400 is probably like a good average. Yeah, it seems I don't know. Nice. I don't know, but I'm just saying I think it's probably normal. And um, so <clears throat> Debbie starts telling her, well, maybe you need to get the, a visa. And so she's like, you can either get a green card or you can get a dress. Like, such a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, that is a really fucked up thing to say. I'm so tired of people not buying things for Larissa. Like, she comes here expecting, like... She was literally promised it. Yeah, she was, like, she, she, he told, he, like, really misled about what was going down. Like, like now, most people do on this show. Yeah, now she, He's saying, well, I'm going to get you the big wedding. And then he wants her to get like a hundred dollar wedding. Dress. Yeah. He said, I don't want to buy the car because I'm, we're just going to get the, I'm just going to put the money for the wedding. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's the wedding. Oh, you, sorry. You only yeah. have a thousand dollars for the dress. <laughs> I know. So she even doesn't even make that big of a deal about it. She's pretty cool. Like yeah, she, she's she upset. Does. Obviously she in her own Larissa fashion, but you know, they move on. They move on from that. Um, and the next time we see Larissa is the barbecue. Yeah, the and things barbecue. get heated, you could say. Yeah, right when they show up, or, um, Leah and John. Leah and John, Larissa and John don't even say hello to each other. Yeah, there's no interaction. Um, and then Leah sits down in her big floral headbands. I can't get over Leah's headbands. She has to. I'm sorry, she has to be part of MLM. Maybe she has these huge. <laughs> Decorative headpieces 
with like fake flowers and the middle of the flowers like a rhinestone. She definitely seems like the person that would be selling you <laughs> lip scents. Yeah. She needs uh like her, an Instagram or Etsy account where she's selling those headbands to Maybe new, that's for newborn thing. photo shoots. Because John promotes his company all the time. Yeah, all friendly. All he wears is friendlies. The least friendly person. Exactly. In the whole you think show. he did that on purpose? <laughs> so they're sitting down and John like rip this is just another instance where the friends come with their own justice to serve and John just rips into Larissa. Yeah, he just like immediately just starts going off. Yeah, he says she doesn't do everything, your man pays for everything. Like why doesn't Debbie live with you? Well he's like, she can live with us. I would love for somebody to pay half my rent. <laughs> yeah, and Larissa bets him. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you wouldn't last a week <laughs> with Debbie. And um you know, you can tell that Larissa's getting emotional, and he's just saying, you know, you, you're like a big, you're a princess with that big-ass ring, ring. You should feel like a queen with a rock like that. I mean, it just sounds so gross to me. It's just like, just I don't... talking to a woman like that to me, I could never do it. I don't understand. He, like, And then he starts calling her a bitch. He spews some crazy poison at her, and I think that he just has a temper because it's... And Colt just sits there the whole time and doesn't say anything. Yeah, I saw a meme that was Colt... I think Larissa shared it. It's like a sloth just sitting there and this was Colty during the barbecue fight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's not doing anything. And he says in an interview, like, oh, maybe Larissa thinks I'm weak or passive, but I don't think another heated person... I mean, if someone started... I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a macho man here... But if someone started calling you a bitch, I would at least be like, whoa, like, dude, you don't have to call her a bitch. Yeah, he, he, like, John definitely crosses some lines, and you can tell Leah's, like, used to it. She's, like, just I know, there. she's just like, oh, yeah, this is normal. him, yeah. This is normal. Um, then he just, he, like, doesn't even listen to anything Larissa says. He's like, yeah, 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 that bitch is for her money, period. And then he starts saying acid is cheap. Yeah, acid's <laughs> cheap, acid's cheap. I don't know what that means. He just is on another level and so they go inside larissa says the infamous words that they're not invited to her wedding and whoever is against the queen will die she says as she marches up the stairs uh leah and john leave say say goodbye to debbie and well no he starts before that he starts spewing all this crazy stuff like love is delusional love is passionate um, John, John, uh, love is confusing and delusional <laughs> and you need to learn, earn your love and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. John and Leah are standing in the garage doorway on their way out and he's like chest to chest with his yeah. wife. Leah. Like, Our partnership is stronger <laughs> than anything. We learn this. Yeah. He's compared, like you can't compare apples and oranges like that. They just met, but he's like. You know, just denouncing their relationship in every way possible. He sounds like like a cracked out pastor. No, like he's literally spewing jargon. Like <laughs> it sounds like he's just thinking of words and yeah. saying them in a sentence. And then they get in their sticker family minivan. With the cross. And they drive away. And they drive away to the distance. And left behind is Colty and Larissa. And Colty does a really good job of, like, talking calmly. I will give him that. And he's, like, you know, at first, not, like, patronizing and lecturing her. But eventually, she's petty as fuck and, like, yelling at Debbie about slamming doors. But, okay, Colt and Larissa are just sitting there talking. And Debbie just 
conveniently goes to the kitchen, and then she literally just sits on she's the just kitchen sitting table. On the kitchen table, like just staring at them. I know, being totally part of their conversation, and like I think all Larissa wants is Colty to like defend her one time against his mom and say like, like you don't have to be here for this, or you know like. You know, can you not say that? Can you leave that stuff between us so we can deal with our problems? Like, yeah. you know, I, I think that she's just, like, waiting for that instance because... It's never going to happen. Yeah, because e- even... She's, like, picking even when the, she slams the door. Like, she wants Colt to be like, yeah, can you just, like, walk away? Yeah. Like, she's trying everything in the worst way possible to get him she to... She to call the police on her. Yeah, which she's not a citizen, so that's, like, <laughs> not a great idea. Yeah. Um, and then he says... You know, you need to be friendlier, ask people how their days are going. Have a meal with someone. And he's like, you go zero to bitch in 0.3 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so upset, and eventually he starts lecturing her. You know, you can't talk to people that way. You need to treat them better. You're not an angel. You're not perfect. You have problems. I yeah. have problems. And, you know, she just takes her ring off and throws it to Colton. Well, first, he, he, she, she takes it off because he's like, you can't call the cops on anyone. You don't know American laws. You can't even drive a car. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah. oh, okay. She was offended. Maybe she can't drive a car, an American car. She doesn't have an American license. Because that, she was clearly like offended. But still, by he's like making it seem like, like, you don't belong here. Like, you're, yeah, you he, don't know anything here. Yeah, he did. And she's he, she's he, like, he oh, was, okay. Yeah, he didn't, he did insult her intelligence. For he sure. did. He was like very demeaning to her. Mm-hmm. And so she throws her ring up and, like, walks upstairs, and that's the it. That's it for them. That's it. For this week. <laughs> for this week. So to finish out every episode, we wanted to do a segment that we're going to call Peaky and Pity. We're going to tell you the peaky, the peak of the episode, somebody that we think ruled the episode. We in. have the most hope for. Yeah, the most hope. They finally had a breakthrough. And then somebody we pity. That was a sad part of the episode that we feel bad for. Um, all right, so moving on. Start with our peaky. My peaky is Aswelu because he okay. he finally like told Kalani how he's feeling and he like expressed himself and he cried. I just feel bad for him. And I'm I have sure hope- he got some cuddles that night. Yeah, exactly. I have hope for him. I feel like they could probably have, a, like, a normal relationship. It, yeah, it's, it seems like the only problem they have in their relationship is, like, culture shock. Yeah, culture and language barriers. Yeah. And, and, like, if the dad was a little bit more accepting, which I feel like he'll come around, it's his people, he says. I mean, you know? aren't they Mormons or ex-Mormons or something? I don't Yeah, something like that. Like, she says isn't the dad a Samoan and he hated Samoan people and he wanted to marry you? Like they keep, oh, they keep referring to each other as like white people and brown people. Yeah. Like it seems very black and white for them. It's maybe, maybe you're right. So what's your peaky? My peaky is Olga. Olga, why? Because ever since the baby's been born, she's literally been stuck in that apartment <laughs> the whole time. It's true. And she finally gets to go out and take a vacation to Moscow and she gets to walk around you know, see her friend yeah. that she's known her whole life. And I'm sure that was amazing for her, despite the fact that she's still dealing with the whole K-1 visa and Steven literally trying to steal the baby. She still got to go out and not be stuck in her apartment for once. I thought that was good. That's true. That's true. So 
for my pity, who I feel the worst for this week, I'm going to pick Alice. Uh, you have a soft spot for Alice. I feel so bad for that kid. <laughs> I mean... Me too. Me too. He, you know... He came from Indonesia, and I'm sure he was a spoiled child living in a wealthy family and got everything he wanted, and now he is in America sharing a single cheesesteak and living in... <laughs> and, like five people. Yeah, and living in a crappy apartment playing an Xbox 360. I mean, it, it just seems like a horrible QOL, like, downgrade. <laughs> yeah, kind of you're right, you're right. You're and right. it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Well, my pity, or my pity also has to do with Eric and Lena, and that I feel bad for Tasha. Tasha got kicked out. I thought that was, like, so easy. Yeah, I it was, it was easy. It is, okay, maybe it's a cop-out, but I just can't <laughs> let it go. She looks so sad with she her, does. her, like, disintegrating bride tribe tattoo and her, she like, her stolen futon mattress and her pickup truck. And her My Little Pony poster. Oh, my God, I just feel bad for her. <laughs> I feel like she's just, like, a, like... You know, when you're in your early 20s, like, your only thing you have to fall back on is your family. Yeah. It's taken right out from under. You're like, at least I have a place to stay. Yeah, exactly. And when you're just trying to figure it out, and that sucks. I feel bad for her. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed our inaugural episode of the 90 Days Podcast. Had a lot of fun. And follow us on Instagram on 90 Days Podcast. That's days, D-A-Z-E. And if you're listening, don't forget to rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. We had so much fun. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.